Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberly from VikingsTerritory.com uh, and PurplePTSE.com. And that guy over there is Mark. It says Mark on there. Mark. I guess. Mark Craig is who he is. He's Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, the Star Tribune.com. Uh, Mark, how you doing? Uh, big week for the Vikings this week. They had all the roster all the roster moves, which are, I don't even know if they're still going. They may be going as we speak, but, uh, uh, and then we had the big news just before we come on the air here was uh signing of TJ Hawkinson, uh, four years, 668.5 million and 42.5 guaranteed. Let's start there. What did you think of that news? Uh, that's a good, a good way to get your inner ear infection and your lower back issues cleared up. I think, uh, uh, you know, I don't not sure where they were going with all that. I'm not, you know, I'm not doubting he didn't have some of that, but come on, it's it. Uh, it was a hold in. It's what it is. What it, it is, or was what it was, is what it was. Um, but yeah, it's good to have him. You know, have him locked up. Obviously, you know the next one to come will be Justin Jefferson. I I'm starting. You know, I would think it would be before the year. You know, before the season starts. You know, he heads into week one as the 65th highest paid receiver. Uh, and wow. Hawkinson is now the highest paid tight end per year average until until uh, Mr. Kelsey in Kansas City sees it and calls his agent and says, uh, <laughs> "We might I might have an inner ear infection too here coming up." <laughs> yeah, that is not the truth. Well, there has been rumors this week that something was happening. They're trying to get something done with Jefferson before the season starts, and one would think they would. I mean, they've done so many moves um you, you figure they'll get that done because it hasn't been contentious in any way there hasn't been any inner ear infection for jefferson and there hasn't been uh uh he's been he's been at practice right yeah yeah and i just actually sat down with him for about a half hour but i for a thing we're doing uh for our season preview stuff and yeah i mean he's uh I've been a little bit surprised that uh, he is two years away from his, his right. but still let's, let's face it. We're, we're, the season he had, everyone knows it's coming. the team doesn't even try to hide the fact that, you know, they're going to give him basically whatever, you know, whatever it takes to make him the highest paid receiver, I would think. Um, so, but yeah, he's handled it well. And, uh, but I would think, you know, maybe the team does it. And then maybe Kirk gets the inner air infection because they, you know, like, Kirk's you know, looking at his last year here too. So, well, if he keep his shirt on, he might not get sick. You know, I mean, he's walking around with just some chains around his neck. And, and even all these children that are that are now doing it in the crowd. You know, they do. I saw they did it on the road in Chicago. And you know, <laughs> does he care about the kids? The kids are going to get cold because they're going around playing Kirk no change. I Game think there was. I think they should uh, uh, come down and just give Jefferson part ownership of the team. You know, like uh, Kate, Kevin Garnett wanted way back in the day. How? What's what? Well, you maybe understand? you know, maybe Mark Wilf calls Ziggy and Ziggy, bring your playbook. Uh, <laughs> replaced. That would be good. That would be good. Well, that that's good news for the Vikings. Probably, you know, all the talk about money and you know the cap and everything. Um, it's good to have T.J. Hawkinson on the yes. field and happy. It's good to have Justin Jefferson, whether he's paid or not paid, on the field happy. Um, you know, if it was if it was just pure football, Dalvin Cook would be on the field at, playing with them, and not uh, the, some guy they picked up who's with the Dolphins. So, right. you know, 
uh, it's a good for a football standpoint that TJ Hawkinson's locked up. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you know, going by the way the Vikings handle the preseason, you don't miss much by sitting on the sidelines, just doing little stretching drills and, and going like this with your ear, you know, to make sure it's in shape for the season. But uh, uh, he should be ready to go by day one. We saw him last year just jump on board and start catching passes, you know, with, with two days of practice, maybe even one. So, yeah, it, it is a straight funny, uh, you know, the, the tale of the two teams after, um, you know, because Detroit basically said Detroit got rid of him for this point. They were not going to make him the highest paid tight end or one of the highest paid tight ends. So they, when you know, they, they said we're looking looking toward our future. Uh, when they got rid of him, they were one and six, and they won eight of ten after that. Hawkinson comes here and immediately is an impact. He's kind of exactly what they needed uh, for their offense. So we've been winning. Wow. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just, why did Detroit do that? I mean, you said they're looking for the future, and I get that. But who do they have to lock up? I mean, are they going to tie their wagon to Jared Goff? Is he coming up for a contract, or or what? What what do they have? They they didn't view TJ as even though they drafted him in the first round, they didn't view him as a guy that they were going to give. You know, it's just a difference of opinion. Difference of opinion, just like maybe when the Vikings traded away the 12th pick and the Vikings. The Lions, you know, jumped on it and got that receiver, uh, Jamison Williams. Um, difference of opinion. They 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 didn't see themselves signing him, and they so they got something out of it. And they got a second second yeah, pick. second uh, and third. You know, then then they then everyone made fun of them for picking a uh, a linebacker. Oh, it was a linebacker or a running back in the first round. But yeah. uh, you know, they have a tight end. I believe that they've dragged. I don't have the roster in front of me, but they did. Yep, yep. They, yep. they have another tight end that they that they you know going to be cheaper that they feel is going to be just as good. And you know, they you know for the first ten games of the post Hawkinson era, they're they're eating too. So, so do we look at this uh, with uh, more closely and with some scrutiny as we go forward? You know, this trade and this signing of Hawkins and certainly was going to be good for us. But then you got to take a look at what Detroit did in the trade, you know, did, did Quasi get out Quasi? You know, we'll have to take a look at that as we go forward. eh? Yeah, I suppose, you know, I, I just feel that you now Hawkinson uh, fit the Vikings where they were with, with, you know, with, um, you know, feeling tailed off a little bit last year and Jefferson obviously gets all that attention. And we saw it right away that Kirk was going to find that tight end. And he, I think, you know, nine completions to him at when the guy had, hadn't even been with the team for a, a full week. So, Right, he made Johnny Munt a star before Hawkinson got here. Yeah, it fits now. You know, is Kirk here long? You know, going long term, we don't know yet. So, uh, I don't. There's a lot of moving. There's a lot of moving parts with a lot of very expensive players, and they made their they made calls on like Dalvin. You know, no, uh, Kendricks, no, Hawkinson, yeah, Jefferson, yeah, Kirk, we don't know. Um, so, you know. I don't think it'll happen. I think Kirk, the comfort of being in, uh, if they do well this year and Kirk does well, I think the comfort of, of re-signing here, you know, Kirk will take that, you know, and, and the th in a third year with, uh, with O'Connell, but there's always a possibility of, you know, what if Kirk, you know, right now the assumption is it's the team's decision. What if, yeah. what if, you know, lot, you know, the Rams or San Francisco, you know, we, San Francisco doesn't know from week to week what they're doing at quarterback. So it's like, you know, they may decide that uh, the you know the guy that they Purdy you know ah, yeah we we don't like him this week and they, they well, let's go get Kirk 
So that's a good point. That's a good point. Kirk was happy to to not, you know, to play out this contract here. You know, he 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 seemed fine with it. So you know, we shouldn't take it for granted that he's just going to, you know, uh, ante up next year. Uh, well, as, just look at his history. I mean, uh, he went through two, uh, you know, he told Washington no twice, took the uh, franchise tag twice. Um, he, you know, he left there to come here for more money. Um, you know, I, I guess if they franchise him, I, I don't know. I don't even know what a franchise you know, tag would be on a quarterback at this point. Right. Got to be, you know, it's well over forty million because the, the top guy's making fifty-two and a half. Then there's a fifty-two and there's a fifty-one. Joe Burrow is going to sign at some point and be fifty-three uh, million a year. So that's another great point. Why would you even waste your franchise tag on a quarterback? Because it you're not going to save that much, are you? Well, yeah, it just depends. Well, uh, I don't. I don't think you'd franchise a guy like. Kirk, you would franchise a guy like Joe Burrow if you couldn't, right? You know, who's at the beginning of his career, who's you know, yeah. You, you, but I, I don't know that you would do that for Kirk. Uh, right. Save it know. for the running backs. Who don't <laughs> get paid backs. Yeah. You know, Speaking yeah, of, you get by on like eight million a year. Can you imagine that, Joe? <laughs> I can't, but I'd sure love to. Uh, uh, Speaking of running backs, you got uh, Vikings did pick one up because uh, Kane Nuangu was uh, finally put on the IR uh, earlier this week. He was put on at the time that allows the Vikings to bring him back in four weeks if he's if he's done. And I was I was wondering what what his ailment was because we hadn't heard for the longest time, and I thought maybe his his name was an anagram for knee, you know, K N E E, you know. So maybe it was knee, but it's not. We've heard from Ben Gessling at your paper. That it's a lower back injury, ah. and yes. so, so right. they needed some help at uh, at running back. Uh, you know, they needed uh, to get somebody in there, and they went after Miles um, Gaskin from from the the Dolphins, who played under uh, Brian Flores when he was the head coach down there. So maybe he knew about him and said, "Hey, let's pick this guy up." He said, "This is his fifth year," and. I don't know how much he's done down there, but I think he's he's a decent enough guy to be uh, uh, in, in the room. I mean, and he's you know had to sign him right to the to the roster. Yeah, he's you know, he's a guy that's got experience. He's also um, a, a good receiver out of the backfield, which I think you know that they can get some use out of that. Um, you know, your backup is a you know is a is a Ty Chandler. The you know he's a good player, but you know they. They're a little thin there without this, this uh, you know, this deep running back room never materialized because Kane never really stepped on the field for the entire right. training camp. Um, so you were left with uh, McBride, who they cut. Um, I think you brought him back on the practice squad. Yes. Yep. He's so, back on the practice You know, running backs tend to um, – you can tend to find them, you know, unfortunately for their, their, uh, their financials. Uh, you can find them a lot, some pretty good ones in a lot of places. And, you know, obviously uh, Flores vouched for this guy and I think he can, you know, give him some depth there. Yeah. You know, it, it I feel like looking at it right now and who knows this position is going to be, I mean, with, with, uh, with, with Dalvin, you always had the potential there for a breakaway, a big, you know, makes a big play. He didn't always get the short yardage gains, but you, in the back of your head, come on, break one, especially anybody who had him on the fantasy team. And uh, 
it's not that now. You got McAllister, who could, you know, get loose maybe, but he's not going to run away from anybody. You've got, you know, Chandler's fast, but I don't know if he's going to get loose. Uh, you know, they don't seem that much varied in their skill sets, I think. Maybe you know, McBride is more, you know, a, a grant. Well, he's on the practice squad, but it, it just uh, – it's not as exciting as a position this year, potentially, as, as it is. No, I mean, you know, Dalvin you – know, Dalvin was too expensive, but that's uh... – yeah. That's the extent of the criticism of Dalvin, I think, is, and the fact that he was just another year older. And uh, but Dalvin was is, is an explosive player. We should have seen him more in the passing game last year, like they said they were going to, and they never did really. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no one was complaining about Dalvin on third and one when it was when he's going eighty yards for a touchdown against uh, the Dolphins, or I think he had another real long one against the Colts in that comeback. Um, but yeah. The, Clearly what they want out of the running game is short yardage, get third and one, get third and two, fourth and one, keep, you know, keep things going there. There's not a superstar running back. There's a, there's a good starter. Uh, Madison is a good starter and behind them is, you know, there's a lot of question marks. They're going to throw the ball a lot this year, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I don't, but you're still, and they, they learned it. They, they, they learned it last year. You know, you, you've got to, you know, you've got to be able to run the ball and get these short yardage. You, you've got to be able to, because it's, it's third and one and you can't, you know, move the ball. Um, you have to be able to, at some point, move the ball when they know that you're, that you're going to you know, run the ball. And that's, you know, football one-on-one going back a hundred years is, you know, or else throw it past the sticks or yeah, or if it's fourth down and you're seat, you know, in your, your, it's in the playoffs and you're, Need that you need it to score. Thank don't check, don't check it down. Oh, and who do you throw it to? The sixty-eight million dollar man. See, Kirk. Kirk knew. Kirk said, oh, "Just get it to Hawkinson and let him do the rest." Oh God. Well, uh, they're not going to do anything unless they got an offensive line, and there was plenty of movement on that front this week. The the Vikings. Uh, well, first they put uh, Chris Reed on the NFI list. What is that? What's the NFI list? Not in football injury. He got hurt doing something else. So he's oh. he's, he's, he's never done any. I mean, he's still just standing around. Um, you know, not that he would have beaten Ingram out, but it would have been nice to have that experience in there, you know, to, to compete at that position. Uh, especially when, you know, they they brought in um they brought in a guard and worked him out, didn't sign him. They, you know, uh it would have been good to have Dave, you know, have him in the mix uh, to at least compete there. Right. And then they traded uh, Verdarian Lowe to the New England uh, Patriots for a six-round pick. They drafted him, I think, last year, or not this past year, but the year before as a six-rounder. So it's kind of a, you know, uh, pick them there. But uh, they needed some help, so they brought in, and I'm, I'm going to say this guy's name is, I want to say Dan Quisenberry, the old pitcher, sidearm pitcher, but his name is David Quesenberry. Uh, a guy who that who survived cancer is still playing in the NFL after that. So they brought him in, and they also to their practice squad they brought in Hakeem Adenaji, <laughs> something like uh, that. Yeah, I think they're they're them tra- trading low to the Patriots surprised me only because you know Ole had such a terrible preseason and didn't look very good in training camp. Um, I thought, well, Lowe will be their swing tackle and they maybe even cut Ole. Well, they keep Ole because his contract is guaranteed. Um, 
but then you, you knew that they, they they're they're concerned about their swing tackle so they go out and they get the Quesenberry and the other guy and um, so yeah there's concern there behind especially you know Derisaw has the potential he's already really good yeah Derisaw has the potential to be uh, you know in time the best left tackle in football but he's not going to be a throwback I, I don't think that plays every single snap of every single game. Uh, we saw some uh, concussions last year, <clears throat> you know, uh, so you may need guys to start, you know, one, two, three games. Uh, you know, Brian O'Neill is coming on. He, he hasn't you know, played since he, you know, hurt his Achilles. He's, he's back, but you want, you want a guy that can swing. And yep. now Ole is their guy. And I, I think that scares them. And I think that's why you're, you know, they call it the initial 53. Now it used to be the final 53. Well, now it's kind of, right. hey, here's our 53 and then let's go find all this other stuff. Uh, and, and now that there's only one cut day. You really see that, you know, people, you know, grabbing and, you know, it's like going into the you know bargain basement place and, you know, grabbing stuff off the shelves. It, it's amazing. It's like, I mean, the fact that that happens, it, it, it just tells you that the differences between these players, I don't know, is, Maybe not that much. You, you, you know, someone else's trash is another tre- treasure for another. It's not necessarily a treasure, but at least some something you can put on the shelf anyway. Uh, yeah, it's somewhere above trash and somewhere below treasure. That's what that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. All right, well, I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue to run down uh, some of the moves the Vikings made this week. They made a lot of them. They, they, uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the teams players that did make it see if Mark was surprised by some of the moves and they got the practice squad and and we're going to even talk about Jared and Jaron Hall who who played who was the starting quarterback in the third preseason game a long long time ago so it seems but uh, I just want to get Mark's uh take on him and what he saw so uh come on back and uh we'll talk it all over on the Vikings territory breakdown podcast Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. This is the hiatal hernia version of the of the podcast this week. Uh, inside story, but uh, uh, the Vikings are, had a, did a hiatal hernia with their roster this week, and all kinds of changes. Uh, they had uh, they they let go of by the way of wide receiver Jalen Rager, who they picked up last year from the Saints. The guy who notoriously infamously was drafted right before Justin Jefferson in the in the year in the draft a couple of years before that and they didn't kick returner last year sometimes receiver I don't know that if he ever quite got the program but he had a good preseason so I, I mean I think uh it was a little surprising to me but I you know I, right now I well go ahead what what do you what are your thoughts on that move that they got well, it, it didn't surprise me at all because I you know, I stand on the sideline early in camp and, you know, I talking to Andrew Kramer and I said, you know, what? I, I like, I said, I can't see him keeping Powell and Rager. And yeah. I said, I like Powell a lot better. And then he had the first preseason, Powell had that first preseason game where it was, it was only two catches, but one of them was a first down. I think it might've been on third down just where he, you know, um, he's not uh, going to be one of those great slot receivers that um, like, uh, you know, like a Wes Welker or something, but those are the kind of guys that would find a find a spot and lay down and you know and and get those those yards like that. And Rager did the, the thing about Rager that they always wanted was the speed, speed down the field. You know, that's a big difference maker. Well, they aren't going to be able to get the ball to him down the field on a consistent basis like that. So I think Powell had more value there 
Plus, I think Powell is a better punt returner. You know, Rager didn't really do anything that great right. last year. Um, so it, surprised me, it surprised me initially when they kept them both, and then but then, then they got yeah. the little Rager. And KLC has got some comfort level with him because he was on the Rams, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they were, but but he was only uh, that year what they were with the Rams. He came in later in the year, and I think he played six games. He, he did play in the postseason. Uh, he had that sixty-one yard touchdown return against the Vikings that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, no, it didn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I, I and I, and uh, you know, Rager, his contract was guaranteed. If someone. Right. Was, no one's gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna pick up his contract. So, really, that's another. I I wouldn't think they they, they would let him. Two point four one nine million. He's guaranteed this season. But you know, if someone does, no, they can, uh, uh, if, to get him for the whatever the minimum is. So they they would sign him for the minimum, but then Vikings would still have to pay that guarantee. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure how how that works. I just know that if someone were to pick him up, or, or if there's a timing on this issue on it, or whatever, where you pick him up, then and then it becomes that becomes the other team, the next team's deal. And you know, he's just not. Uh, there's a place for him in a league somewhere, I believe. But yeah. you know, I don't I don't think the Vikings missed anything by not by uh, giving him a shot. You know, I, the, the the trade that they made to get him and try him out and and see see if it would work can't fault him for that you know it was worth taking a taking a swing at i agree yeah, um, yeah he, he doesn't do a whole lot for me um if i can double back real quick uh uh koc did say today about that it was lower back with nuangu do you do you get a sense that it's serious or will he be able to be back because they 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 let him go at the right time so that he's only going to be out four weeks on the injured reserve do you think we will see him back. Well, you know, they've changed the rules now where you can come back. You know, guys can come back uh, more. I, I, I don't know if they if it's now unlimited or – but it used to be, you know, you, you went on IR. Uh, that yeah. was just, you know, forever. And then there, then there was like a stretch where one guy could come back. I, I think now there's, there's – really Four good. weeks. He's got four weeks. He's yeah, got yeah, four weeks for sure, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's obviously serious enough that he missed the entire – That's true. Uh, preseason, he missed the entire training camp. So yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I don't care what they say. I I, I wasn't at uh, O'Connell's thing this today. I was uh, I was there to to talk to some players. Um, but um, it doesn't matter what, whether he called it serious, not serious. I mean, until he, it, it's like Daniel a few a couple of years ago, you know, being tweaked, and then it was it's not serious, and then it's pretty soon it, the season's gone, and you're like, well, you know, a little more serious. Yeah. So yeah, until he shows up, uh, yeah, I would treat it as being serious. Well, let's we'll see how that plays out. But uh, hopefully, uh, everybody else in the room stays healthy until then. Uh, the Vikings on their roster kept three underdrafted free agents this year. They f- make the team. The one we knew for sure was Ivan Pace, the linebacker who who started in the middle with the green dot on his head for the whole preseason. And then he had Najee Thompson, who was a standout in uh, the special teams and made a couple big plays. Uh, that uh, flat splash place. And then finally it was Andre Carter. Uh, uh, you give me a note that it's, Carter surprised you a little bit over Luigi, uh, but uh, they brought Luigi back on the practice squad. Uh, uh, what what are your thoughts on those three? And that's kind of interesting. Love those undrafted free agents in Minnesota, don't they? 
Yeah, and it's going to become more of a more and more. It's already become more and more of a hot market of when the seat when the draft ends. You know, who are you going to go out and give all the? I mean, just ten years ago, or not even ten years ago, the thought of giving a, an undrafted guy a three hundred and forty thousand dollar guarantee that kept Carter on the on the on the roster. Um, Did you both, be there? What's that? Or not Carter? Uh, yeah, Carter, Andre Carter. They, they gave him the guarantee three hundred forty thousand dollars. Um, did he deserve to be there? Well, I, I would have kept Luigi, and you know, Luigi's on the practice squad, and you can move guys around now, so I guess yeah. it doesn't really matter. But uh, they must have thought that someone was that someone was lurking to, to take Carter because I thought Luigi's a better player. Luigi was healthier the, the entire camp, he, uh, really flashed in the games. You know, Carter, you know, he's got that he's got the long build that you can maybe put, you know. Some, Deniel, some sort of Daniil-type muscle into it, and you might have a player. Uh, but you know, he didn't jump out at me. Pace jumped out at me like crazy, like everyone else. Yeah. He was so good. He might be the first undrafted rookie to to not, uh, to like go from undrafted rookie to not even playing in the final preseason game because he didn't have to show anymore. And they got to, I think they got to protect him because they'll probably start him in week one. Wow. Uh, Najee Thompson, I, I'm – Najee's the kind of guy that when we're all complaining about the preseason, which is tedious and it's boring and this, that, and the other thing, but he's the kind of guy that I like, you know, to go and, and write the stories about because, you know, nobody would have given him a, his mom might not have given him the chance to make the team. I don't know. You know, and here, you know, he, he has a couple great special teams plays uh, was so good that he even managed to like, uh, make the team even though he was on a concussion protocol for a week uh so i'm, I'm real happy for that guy i'm happy for pace um you know carter you know I'm good good for him i i just don't know that he he earned it by just standing out like the other two did yeah uh speaking of people that you like to write about or you did write about you also talked to daniel hunter today uh uh, uh i know you can't tell us you're not going to tell us what you're you're writing about for both him and Jefferson, but uh, um, uh, any anything interesting? Are you just uh, just are you just going to say hi? Yeah, I mean, we were talking. To, no, we're talking for first story that uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta watch out for my day job too. So yes, yes. Uh, no, I, you know, Daniel, I I I feel like you know, last year uh, in it's 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 there in, in black and white on, on a piece of paper somewhere uh, that. I, 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 my preseason predictions, which are always painful to go back and look the, the next, the year after, you know, oh, you owe me beer. Things like, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy coach of the year a couple of years ago and almost gets fired. <laughs> uh, but you know, Daniel Hunter, I thought, I thought, you know, Daniel Hunter is the kind of guy he's coming back. He's healthy. I felt that you know, it could be defensive player of the year last year. And then they stuck him in that defense that just, did not uh, fit him, and they asked right. him things that just ridiculous. I think, um, you know, and, and he said this in other interviews. So, you know, he goes, "We're going forward." It's kind of the opposite of last year, you know. So take that for what it's worth. You know, mm -hmm. like defense is going forward as opposed to like, you know, backwards. Um, and that's what's going to be good. It, I'm not going to say he's going to be defensive player of the year or anything, but I do think that if, if put in put in the right uh, role with an aggressive defensive coordinator, which they have, this guy, if he stays healthy, can be, he can be an all pro. And uh, they're going to so, need him to be this year, aren't they? Yeah. Cause the rest yeah. of the edge rushers are just okay. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, the hold in, you know, he had to do what, what to protect himself, but then he also, you know, the, the team was going to be, was not going to, that defense was, would not be anywhere near reach its potential without him. So it had to be done. And, you know, he did what he had to do and the team, you know, ponied up. So, you know, that's another example. That That's even more important than Hawkinson. Hawkinson was a very important signing, but getting Daniel, you know, off the, uh, the hold in was, it was huge. And uh, I'm not saying they're going to be a great defense. I have no idea how this defense is going to perform, but they had a lot better chance of being good with him on the field. We saw a little, uh, a little bit of it in the preseason game the other week when Jay Ward came off the edge and, and, and sacked the quarterback on the first play of the game in, in preseason games past, it was kind of a, a not such, you know, a, you know, unwritten rule that you didn't blitz. Well, they did. They blitzed. He blitzed the first play and they sacked the quarterback and he fumbled and they got a touchdown out of it eventually. Uh, so I, I got pretty pumped up seeing that about Brian Flores' defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, we know it's coming. It's it'd be interesting to see it. We all, I feel like they have to. It, like when we talk about the corners, it's like I, I'm not saying it's a weakness. I just don't know. I don't know. I think Brian Murph, Byron Murphy, will be a good player. I think he, you know, with young legs, could be a better than what Patrick Peterson gave him, especially at, at his age and with another year on top of that. Uh, but I don't know. I and. Um, Joan Williams getting cut. He's on the practice squad now. That surprised me. Yeah. You know, I, the jury, I mean, Andrew Booth right now, the best thing you can say about Andrew Booth is he's not hurt yet. He's not hurt. He can get hurt again. So I don't know if we should have like a little, like a little ticker in the bottom that says days in Andrew Booth since last injury. Oh my. But um, that would go over well. I don't know. I, I, I like a Caleb uh, Evans at, at as a corner, I like, um, you know, Blackman, uh, Makai Blackman, but, you know, he's a rookie. So yeah. uh, I do feel like, you know, in order, in order to uh, offset the maybe some, some question marks at the corner, you got to get after these guys. And, and you, they're just um, – there were too many times last year where, where Jared Goff was inside a, a dome stadium in Minnesota and standing there and just looking around and no one was bothered. That's just – so weird to see having covered this team for 20 years of, you know, not having the Metrodome or U.S. Bank Stadium with a, an aggressive defense making life miserable for the quarterback in that, you know. It, it doesn't get said enough. I mean, you've said it a number of times on this broadcast, but it's so true. I mean, that was so frustrating last year seeing these quarterbacks that were they're decent quarterbacks, but to have all that time, anybody can be a decent quarterback. And that was the difference between them winning and losing a game with, with the Lions was, you know, the, the ability to just stand back there and deal. My goodness. Yeah, especially when you got one of the the most immobile quarterbacks in the, that's been in the league in a long time. I mean, Jared Goff is he's better than he got credit for, um, and he's been given credit for, but he's also, you know, a statue, and you should be able to get after him. Right, right. Um, well, we'll look for the the uh, Daniel Hunter story that you're going to do, and and I'm hoping that uh, when your Justin Jefferson story comes, it'll be all about the big section on the signing of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably yeah, it'll probably end up coming um, the day that he the day that he signs, or or it'll, it'll be <laughs> to go to print the day he signs. We'll have to rewrite a bunch of stuff. But of course. 
We don't want that. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about tight ends here before we get out of this segment. Uh, uh, Nick Muse makes the team uh, uh, as fourth tight end. And uh, uh, you sent me, Carson, this note that Muse was the backup snapper as well. I didn't even know they had one, but I suppose everybody should. But uh, I thought he earned it. I thought he had a great preseason. And, uh, um, you know, four tight end seems like a luxury, but you know the fifth tight end, Ben White, Ben Sims, was claimed by the Packers. So they had a, they had a, a, they were lousy with with decent linebackers at the Vikings this year. Yeah, and Sims is a guy they were trying to get on the practice squad too. So it's yeah, a, uh, but yeah, uh, Nick Muse, I, I like Nick, and coming off the field was last week before the third preseason game. I, I talked to him, and that's where. You know, he was like, you know, more you can do in this league. And he's like, yeah, I'm even going to um, gonna snap in this game. going to be a long snapper in this game or, or gonna at least a long snap once in this game. I, you know, honestly, I didn't, you know, I didn't. My uh, Sometimes the preseason games don't hold your interest enough to, like, check the long snapper. So I did not check to see if he did long snap. Uh, but uh, he and I were talking toward the end of that interview period and, and – uh, he was sounding like a guy that was auditioning for 31 other teams and, you know, rightfully so it's a surprise. It's sort of a little bit surprised. They kept four tight ends. Um, and he was clearly the fourth tight end of the top three, mm-hmm. uh, the top four. So um, yeah, that, that surprised me a little bit. I think it might've surprised him as well. He's your guy that's going to fill in for Hawkinson. If, if his ear infection flares up, right. I think the ears are taken care of. I think, uh, I think right. those- I'm saying if you got injured, I didn't want to say that, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Johnny Munt is, uh, as KOC says, he's the best uh, in, in football. No, yeah. no. Johnny Munt is great blocker that can catch the ball when you call upon him too. But uh, Hawkinson's a different thing. You need, and I think Muse is more of that style. Johnny Munt will back up uh, Oliver, right? Josh Oliver, you know. Well, I think, you know, I think Johnny that they, they yeah, there was one time where they threw it to him in the red zone. He dropped it, uh, but I think overall he's he's somewhere between like what they were trying to do a little bit last year with him throwing the ball. Right in Los Angeles, where he was, I think he caught ten balls in his career or something like that. Right, right. So yeah, I, 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 you know, they're tight ends. I think you know, I think they're pretty solid at tight end. Yeah, and Kurt loves tight ends. Yeah, yeah. I hate to hit, have anything happen for the Packers. Good news that come at the cost of the Vikings. But what are you going to do in the preseason? Do you say, "Hey, we throw you a pass. If it comes into your hands, just drop it, drop it." So you don't put anything on tape for these other teams to come pick you up. We know you're good. We know what you can do. We got to put you out there, but we're trying to hide you. So just is that is that how they got uh, number eighty nine, uh, Thomas Thayer? That's how they got him on the practice squad. He he did drop everything. <laughs> it's true. Hunt returns. Poor poor Thomas. They they did they did definitively point out to the entire league that that Thayer is not a punt returner. So. Yes, he did. Yeah. I mean, it's like that must be why there's less less emphasis on the uh, preseason games because you don't want anybody to put on tape. They can steal one of your depth players. You know, oh, if you, Jordan Love played all three games. Uh, you know. Not not the whole game, but yeah, but he's not on the practice squad. So yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised anymore with any of them, like you know, Patrick Mahomes playing a game, or um, yeah, uh, who who someone else? Uh, uh, well, obviously Aaron Rodgers. 
you know, playing a playing a Saturday night. So I didn't even watch that, but um, yeah. And I mean, they proved last year that they can be ready for week one. Now they didn't prove they could be ready for week two. <laughs> so, yeah. and week two comes quicker this year. Uh, sure does. You know, I, I think until they lay an egg in the, in the week one, I, I, it's hard to argue with what they, what the approach they took, I guess. Right. And it's hard to argue with our approach, which is another break right here. So we're going to take a break on Vikings territory breakdown. And we'll be back with more jibber jabber. All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown. Uh, you know, we're, we're really cranking down to the regular season opener, which is not this Sunday, but a week from this Sunday uh, against Tampa Bay here at uh, us bank stadium. Mark is pumped for that. And uh, before that, the Vikings had a their final preseason game, which is also at U.S. Bank. Played the Cardinals and went, built a nice big lead and then laid another egg. You know, it's a preseason game, but, you know, I was just, we were just chatting a little bit. I said, it looked like Kevin O'Connell wanted to win that. You know, he wanted, he was, he, he kept Jaron Hall in there the whole time, virtually. I mean, uh, the Tamu uh, got series and then they put Hall back in because they wanted to keep their lead and they, they couldn't hold it and looked like a regular season game from years past but uh, uh, what do you think of O'Connell trying to win that game because they have they have lost like haven't won one since 2019 here and I think he wanted to win one uh, did Tamu play he played one series yeah why well, I, I didn't even I thought I thought that uh, uh, Hall played the entire second half he came out of a and started the second half, and then he was gone. All right. Uh, you know, he basically was brought in to uh, if if Hall got hurt, you know, because they weren't going to play Mullins in that game. If Hall got hurt, and then, right. he, you know, I think poor, poor Jordan Tamu has uh, is going to talk to him and do a story, but it's like he, he's the kind of guy where you got to – he's only going to be around for like like three days. And, but there's like – there's multiple teams where he's only been – he's been there like for eight days, six days. 70 wow. so he's uh, he's he's a, he's a superstar in the xfl and the usfl and all that stuff but uh, hasn't been able to crack that uh you know nfl roster to even be to stick around i'm not sure anybody would want to read that story mark but you know maybe it's just a good readership your jefferson story we'll get yeah, in there we go um what were we talking about jo oh, he, yeah, he mentioned that he wanted to win the game and i guess you you would uh I was laughing, like, you know, because Tennessee, you know, especially the first time, the first uh, day of the joint practices, Tennessee handled them pretty well. Yeah. Uh, defensively handled the offense really well. I think the Vikings offense kind of did the same to Tennessee. Uh, then the joint practice with Arizona, of course, two of their offensive linemen, two of the Cardinals offensive linemen, uh, their their wives had um, or babies on Monday, so neither one of them showed up for the first day of practice. Mm. Uh, so and it was like standing there watching it. It was like uh, the Vikings were taking on a high school team. Wow, defense was just all over. The, the Cardinals couldn't do anything, and it was like you know one of those where you know I can see why now why they schedule the Cardinals you know, for to boost your confidence going into the regular season. Yeah, how'd that work? And I think that you know O'Connell you know probably wanted to, to win that game just to have a hey you know we we didn't lose to the Cardinals doesn't mean a whole lot that they lost to the Cardinals. Although, Joe, another one-scored loss, they've lost four in a row now. They're on a four-game losing streak, Joe. So Tell you, get, out, get, get rid of them during the preseason and the postseason. Get rid of them during the preseason, and uh, 
Uh, then you won't have to deal with them that's, during the regular season. That's the opposite of what I do on the. I've been doing on the putting green lately. I've been walking up and hitting thirty footers, and then get on the course and I can't hit a two footer. So you're, you might have something right there. Uh, yeah. Get rid of this. Uh, I, I didn't see Mark's golf on the agenda. Hmm. I wonder how that slide in here. Well, we'll, we'll have to yeah. do a better job on that. <clears throat> I did want to ask you about Jaron Hall. He got all the time. He. You know, I I wasn't gonna. I'm not. I'm not giddy, but I was kind of happy with what I saw. I saw a player out there that seemed comfortable, poised. He made quick decisions. I saw him staring down his receivers uh, on, on his first touchdown over to the corner to the running back. He just faded back and just okay, come on, get open, get open, get open. Okay, there we go, and threw it. But uh, and staring down some other receivers. So I think that's something that will come in time, but. And I know he doesn't have a strong arm, but uh, he he, I just think there's some potential there that maybe uh, O'Connell can work with him and, and maybe develop him and and uh, and move him forward. What were your thoughts and what you might have saw, and uh, what do you think about him? Yeah, I mean I, the same thing. I think we talked about it last year. Just you know the difference between like looking at what Kellen Mond was like on the field and as it compared to this guy. This guy is raw. This guy is, needs a lot of work, but there's something worth working with. And I feel like, especially now that you've got a, a head coach who is a former quarterback, who is a you know quarterback friendly coach, that uh, it, you should always have a guy like him on you're on your roster that you're working with. And you know, it's what they need. You know, and they definitely need this at some point next year is a guy that you can work with that you feel can start at some point. I feel like the you know, right now, the Jaron Hall, it'd be it's hard to imagine that they're working on him for anything more than like take Nick Mullins job next year. Right. Um, I don't, I don't think he's they're working toward him replacing Kirk cousins. Uh, and that's what they would have been doing had they had done some of the things they were talking about, or, you know, they, they would try you know, like if Richardson had fallen, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson had fallen, that would have been like a classic guy to work with and, Mm-hmm. Or frankly, what they should have done is they should have Trey Lance should be on this team. They should have the fact that the Cowboys got Trey Lance for a fourth round pick. Uh, I'd like to know why the Vikings didn't give us third rounder or or second rounder or something. You know, just uh, if Andrew Booth is a second rounder, and then I feel like Trey Lance would have been worth a second round pick. Well, do you so, think that maybe he just doesn't have it? I mean, they they've given him an ample opportunity out there. He's not, he's not giving him an app. He started four games. Trey Lance has started four games in his NFL career. They gave up uh, four high draft picks to get him third overall, and he and they're cutting him loose. What does that tell you? It tells me that they don't. That there's no patience in this league, except wow. maybe over in Green Bay. There should be more patience in this league. That guy was, you know, the uh, because people were saying, well, you know the. Uh, uh, Shanahan and Lynch weren't taking questions. They didn't want to take questions from the media or something. I'm like, if I'm the owner, I, I'd be having, I'd have questions for him. You know, the same group that that absolutely was giddy enough, giddy enough to where you could you could trade three ones and a three, and then you give them four starts and uh, yeah, and, and then <laughs> and then you throw them away for a fourth round pick over Sam Darnold, who has been given ample opportunities to show. That, what just he's tells, that just tells me there's something we don't know. Maybe he's, we got, he's hurt because he, he was, uh, out of, you know, what it tells you is that, that teams are way too impatient. 
and they're and they're too uh, maybe that maybe some of it is well if he's the third stringer he's not going to be happy and he'll be a cancer or whatever I I don't know I don't know but it's uh, there is no way that I as an owner could accept giving up your your near future and then two years later four starts later completely changing course throwing the guy away when he's still only 24 years old. Well, maybe then you go, you look at it this way, and maybe they like what they see in Jaron Hall enough to say, why am I going to throw a fourth rounder or a third rounder to them when I would have Jaron Hall uh, just competing with Trey Lance and neither one of them maybe ever st- getting past the the uh, point of a backup quarterback. I mean, well, I you, you do it for the risk reward. The reward would be, I mean, what the Cowboys did. The fact that they that Jerry didn't tell Dak or uh, McCarthy's kind of is is kind of it's Jerry, but Jerry did it. Yeah, that's my point. It's Jerry. He's just going doing yeah. his own thing. To me, to me, what what's what what is the downside? If you give a fourth rounder for for the possibility of Trey Lance and what Trey Lance can bring, and you miss, it's a fourth round. If you hit, I mean, you're to me the, the Cowboys. Uh, hats off to the Cowboys. I. I for what they paid for now, if they would have been a number one, no, you don't do that. Um, but the Vikings, uh, did, were they asked that why? Because I, I saw some guy on Twitter said he wanted to trade Daniel Hunter for him. I said, please, please, no. I'm, I'm more willing to ride with Kirk and re, re-up him for a couple of years and see if he got something. And Jaron, in the meantime, draft somebody else down the road. But, man, I, I wasn't ready to do that. What, trade Dan- Daniel to get Lance? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. They, they, you know, that that would have been a little too much let's put it that way uh, I think uh, but especially with you know if you want to win this year I mean taking the Neil out mix uh, for for a quarterback who you can who can you can groom for next year but you know it just for me it, it worked for the it was it made no it made perfect sense for me for the Vikings because a you're not you wouldn't be giving up much even if you if you won up the Cowboys you gave a third rounder or frankly I would have gone as high as a second rounder and then you have that quarterback that you feel like you can work with. And it's a, it comes at a time where Kirk Cousins, you don't know what, what's going to happen next year with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I can't argue that. I, I guess I'd like to hear what Quasey said on that. If, if in fact, I don't know if he was, I, I wasn't at that today, but uh, I, you know, anymore, it's like, I don't know if the, the, the time frame that they, because they put Quasey and O'Connell together and I'm not sure how long it went today, but mm-hmm. you know, Love KOC, but the, you don't get as many questions when the, with him answering or or him talking about the captains, and he, he tends to talk for a while. Uh, and then you're so I don't know if that question was even asked to Kate to Quasey. We've talked to him. Yeah, that's by design. Well, let me run down the practice squad here real quick. It's not that big a deal. We might see some of them this year, but they got uh, they kept uh, center Alan Ali. Cornerback C.J. Colden Jr., defensive lineman Sheldon Day, wide receiver Lucky Jackson, wide receiver Tristan Jackson, running back Wayne Dwayne McBride, DL line or defensive lineman T.J. Smith, wide receiver Thayer Thomas, your guy. Outside linebackers Luigi Vian and Benton Whitley, and cornerbacks Jalen Williams and Juwan Williams, and they brought back uh, Nick Vigil, linebacker because. Yeah. They lost one, and they got then three more offensive linemen: Henry Bird, Hakeem Adeniji, 
Adeniji and Tyrese Robinson. So there's your guy. Anybody there that tickles your fancy to talk about? If not, I understand. Well, yeah, yeah. Sheldon Day. I, I talked to him after the another guy was like he was like the third oldest guy to play on on Saturday. Just kind of talking to a guy like, hey, what's it like being you know almost thirty years old and you're asked to play the third preseason game when no one plays them anymore. And um, but yeah, he was another guy. I was like, yo, I'm putting stuff on tape for someone else. <clears throat> Um, you know, the, the practice squad rules tra- changing during COVID and, you know, the ability to put veterans on there. And, um, you know, hey, at one time, Adrian Peterson was on a practice squad <laughs> in, in ten- well, was it Tennessee or somewhere before he got promoted to the, you know, it's like, t- here's a guy that's in his like, you know, 15th year of playing running back future, first battle Hall of Famer is on the practice squad. Um, so yeah, the ability to put veterans on there, like, uh, you know, Nick Vigil is kind of a under the radar. Yeah. He, you know, and, and the ability not only to put veterans on the practice squad, but then the, the loose rules of being able to promote a guy for game day and then put him back down nice, without exposing him to the league and all that is, has really expanded your roster and your abilities. So like, uh, Nick Vigil, I thought, you know, he played here two years ago and, and had some, you know, some good games. Yep. Well, he's a guy that, you know, I could see Nick Vigil at some point, you know, if there's an injury or say, say, you know, pace, you know, Ivan Pace is, is a great story, but Ivan Pace is not going to come in and be. Um, Eric Kendricks. Yeah. Or Eric Kendricks, or he's not, he's not going to come in and be Mike Singletary. He's going to have moments where he's probably embarrasses himself as he learns how to play the game. Uh, so Vigil could be a guy that, you know, who knows, you could end up, you know, ended up starting a game. Um Luigi's a guy that, that's really good. I'm surprised, frankly, that they he made it back to the practice squad. I thought maybe somebody would take a look at him and say, "Oh, you know, this guy's got some some rushing skill. Let's take a chance." You know, some of the although anymore, some it seems like when you get to be like Arizona or a team that's going to be awful, you you want to be awful because now there's a you know the, the, they get the USC quarterback. You got to swing at him. You know, yeah. So I don't know if if Arizona would want to lose to get the USC quarterback. Because they have, you know, Kyler Murray. They're not exactly, but you know, the year they took Kyler Murray, they had just taken uh, Josh Rosen the year before. Different organization took Josh, but you know, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like these teams that you you may take a quarterback top ten this year, don't like him, you know, he's done. Let's do it again next year. It just the the patience in this league is just it's down to zero. It's it's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, listening to you talk here, it does sound like this this practice squad is more an extension of your roster than it is a practice squad. I mean, there you 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 end up most teams you know get injuries and you got to bring somebody up. But uh, I would say the competition is going to continue here in practice. If for some guy, if some guy's faltering, that's that's Joe Joan Williams' chance to get. Yeah. To, to get promoted back up. So it's uh, something to watch, I guess, as the season progresses. Yeah, and you got to be um, like, you know, say Makai Blackman is probably not a guy you'd put on your practice squad. Um, but Joe Williams, but yeah. Joe Williams is a guy, okay, you know, the league's probably like, yeah, you know, he wasn't in our camp. He didn't play last year. Uh, they're probably less likely to take put him on their roster than maybe a third round pick who's. You know, I think showed some things this uh, this in the preseason yep. and training camp. So yeah, it's a, it used to be just you know young guys that you were developing and to bring them up and maybe get them on the roster the next year. 
But now it is, you know, there's Sheldon Days on there, Jawan Williams, um, you know, some uh, Nick Vigil. There's experienced guys on there. Quick question on the process. I mean, they're they're they don't they get they get cut from the 53 roster, and then they can go out and see if they can sign on with somebody else practice squad or or how does that work? Well, if you're if you're one of the younger guys, uh, I'm not sure what the cutoff is. If you're one of the younger guys. You get exposed to waivers, and and teams can pick you. you know, like the, the Packers took Ben. Like, uh, ben Swim, I guess Ben uh, Sims. Ben Sims didn't have any say in it. Either. They just claimed him, and he went to Green Bay. Sheldon Day, being older, uh, was not put on waivers. He was just cut. He was just released, and then he can stop himself. And then okay. if the Vikings will say, "Hey, you know, would you come back to our practice squad?" He probably looked around, didn't have anything else, and said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be on your practice squad." Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, I'm guess I'm glad uh, Dwayne McBride made it back there because I'm I'm not I I don't know if they have something there or not. It's it seems early for him to be gone. I know he's a seventh round pick, and running backs are a dime a dozen these days. But uh, you know, maybe there's something there that he could use. I I would convert him to a uh, fullback and and uh, or you know use him that way, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Anything on him? No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I agree. It's you know, you know, their running backs can be found you know all over the place, uh, but not you know. I have a feeling like he can be a, better than good, and especially when they're not really deep at that position. That's good that he's back on their practice squad. Yeah, it's a good thing that. Uh, uh, I better watch myself here too, and not get too wild at the Prill Jam concert tonight. You'll bring my, Mike Waldem from our practice squad, and he'll be replacing me here next week. You know, for this. Uh, the more you, you know, the more you can do in this league, Mike. If, if he can be the talent, Joe, then, <laughs> then you're out. You're out. Well, we'll say thanks to Mike and thanks to you, Mark. Uh, uh, next week you'll be heading back out to uh, TCO, and there'll be some availability this week to to talk to the players and coaches and does it get cranked up or they'll shut you down well they, they didn't uh, i thought about uh casting my ballot for uh, for coach of the year because there's no access sunday uh monday tuesday wednesday access today no no access friday saturday sunday and i think there's something on monday it's kind of like listen to all those golf days for you well you know Professionally, it's an outrage. You know, personally, go <laughs> KOC. Uh, that's perfect. Well, well, thanks, Mark, and uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And thanks, Joe Johnson, as always. Uh, we'll be back next week, and, and we'll, we'll start our, our vaunted uh, prediction segment. We'll talk about what we think is going to happen this season and what's going to happen next Sunday against the Bucks. So come on back for that. Tune into that. And um, um, until that time. Skull. Skull.